the show where we don't just report on fringe science, spirituality, claims of the paranormal. No way. We take part ourselves. Yep. When they make the claims, we show up so you don't have to. I'm Ross Blotcher. I'm Carrie Poppy. And we're back at the Conscious Life Expo. You know it. Our favorite place to be. And this time, I'm going to tell you, Ross, about a talk I went to given by Mr. Kelly Brown. Kelly Brown. I think of like Kelly Blue Book, Kelly Brown. Mm, okay. Kelly Brown Book, yes. Or Jackie Brown, but this is Kelly okay. Brown. Yes. This is good. I was wondering, where is Carrie? What is she doing? And now I'll know. What day was this? This was Saturday. Saturday at 5 p.m. Okay. So this was a free lecture called The COVID DNA Connection. And I see you have your catalog yeah. there. Yeah, I'm looking through my program guide. There's a lot going on. Boy, there is always a lot going on there. Well, shall I read you from his flyer? Please do. Okay. Carrie's turning her laptop (laughs) sideways. Yes, my PDF, I'm not going to bother to rotate it. It says, what are the long-term effects of COVID and the COVID shots? What do we know from existing studies and medical case histories? What about the VAERS, V-A-E-R-S, and military databases? Oh, yes. What are the injuries? Does the spike protein in both the virus and the shot damage our DNA? What conditions can develop as a result of exposure to spike proteins? How can we identify and repair these damages to protect our health? How do we survive and win this biological, psychological, and spiritual war? We will discuss the latest PubMed studies and reports from scientists and frontline doctors about what you can do to protect yourself and others. Wow, there were a lot of questions in there. Yes, and we will sort of get answers. So Kelly Brown, who's giving this talk, he is also known as the Happy Holistic. And there are some letters after his name. (laughs) C-N-H-P and C-H-E-K. So C-H-P, all right. So he's a police officer. That's right, he's a chip. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And then it also says, with Stephanie Lodge, the hug angel. (laughs) Okay. So essentially, this is about as legit as, say, like Dr. Paul Offit, who we spoke to. No, the, actually, well, I but there were letters what after you mean his by name. Legit, but uh, <laughs> he's a legitimate person. The Hug Angel. The Hug Angel has come to help him out. Yes, with this the COVID DNA connection. Yes, lecture talk, which I can only hear in my mind as someday we'll find it. The COVID DNA connection. I mean, that probably would have improved this talk a little. Does not roll off the tongue. So, yeah, Stephanie Lodge would be giving the intro to the talk, but he was the main draw. Okay. And I was interested to see this for a couple of reasons. One was that COVID had not yet been mentioned when I got to this talk. Oh, yeah. Other than them Elsewhere checking in my- the conference. Right. Other than them checking my vaccine card when I got in. There was just no mention of it. And that's interesting to me because to me that suggests a defiance, a we're not scared of that. Mm -hmm. And then you have this talk that's clearly like a totally different vibe. That flyer makes something sound very scary, even if I'm not sure what the something is yet. Yeah. They're talking about a spiritual war. And I was like, oh, this feels really out of place, even though I get the logic of it being at this conference. Yeah, yeah. And here we are again at a live conference, smack dab in the middle of the Omicron variant surge. Right. Yeah, this is early February. So I go up to this talk. There are 25 people total. Two of us have masks. (laughs) That says something already. There we go. So... 
First, Stephanie, who, as you'll recall, is the hug angel. Yeah. She gets up. <gasps> oh, I saw her walking around. Like, she had a sign on her, right? Oh, not during the talk. Okay. But did she? Was she, she wearing has... wings attached to her? I don't think Wait, so. Let me see if I can find a picture of this. I thought I took okay, a picture she was, of her. She was quite a tall woman, hmm. Caucasian, long brown hair. Oh, I'm sorry. I was mistaking her for... <laughs> The street angel. Oh, the street angel. Of course, that's completely different. Okay, so that's a woman. A woman walking around with a little sign on the back of her that said, be kind, hashtag the street angel. Okay, and then she's got little homemade wings there. Yeah. Interesting. Those wings are... Not the right size if you they, want they them to carry, carry her body, body weight. Yeah. yeah. They are purely a form over function. Okay, I'm sorry. This is the hug That's angel. That's okay. Yes. So the hug angel, Stephanie Lodge. So she'll be introducing him. And he is already busily running around trying to set up his talk, his PowerPoint thing, and he can't get it running. So she's like, no problem, no problem. Oh, don't worry. I got you, Kelly. I'll just speak from source. So she gets out to the front and she tells us that she's Stephanie. She runs the Angelic Academy and the Angelhood. She says these things like, you know, these clubs we're all in. We all know about sure. the Angelhood. And- these 25 people have come to learn the latest about COVID <laughs> right. in the midst of a pandemic. The point is she works with spirit. She channels Mary Magdalene of the New Testament. And she also helps people contact Source so that we can stream knowledge directly from God. And I did go to check her website briefly, and I learned that she also activates angel dream keys. Angel dream keys. You got something with a key. Oh, yeah. Chair Jolene had soul keys. Soul keys. Okay, so go to her for your soul keys. Go to the hug Angel for angel dream keys. And presumably hugs and channeling of Mary Magdalene. There would be hugs. She didn't mention hugs at all. I'd be really curious just to ask her questions about Mary Magdalene, see if she knows the very bare facts. Totally. Okay. So she tells us that this is a time when it's time to come from a place of confidence. Come into this world with certainty, security. Don't be wobbly. Your heart knows what the truth is. Speak from soul confidence, okay? Come. And she says that in 2020, she spotted this war beginning. In 2020. Yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. Right around March. (laughs) But she knew this was going to be an even bigger deal than the rest Uh, of us. Okay, okay. And she said... Now, Kelly is going to be talking about genetic testing. Now, who here knows what genetic testing is? And most of us think we We've have an heard answer to that phrase. Sure. And she says, but not like 23andMe, right? We're not talking about your heritage. We're talking about what you are made up of. Okay. Why can't they come up with their own words? If they mean something <laughs> other than genetic, why don't well, they- Well, they do mean your genetics. Okay. I, I mean, yeah. So- I mean, I'm- like the divine genome- well, A, it wasn't even mentioned in the mm. talk, but B, obviously we weren't talking about a real genome. It's like, oh, right. Call it something else. No, the he really, menome. He really does take your spit or your blood or whatever okay. And, okay. and gives you something as a result. Phew. All right. Yeah. We haven't tested whether that thing works, but he is talking about your DNA. And I'm going to make this all make more sense for you than it made for me. <laughs> okay. Um, Had but, to sit later and think like, Yeah. Oh, what were they saying here? Oh, okay. Let me connect it to this other thing. Oh, I later had an email conversation with him. Now I get it. So I'm going to do him a favor here and insert thesis statements for him and for you. Okay. So it's going to turn.
turn out that Kelly Brown partners with some company that gets a DNA readout for you and then gives you specialized vitamin and supplement recommendations, and then they sell you those supplements. And is Kelly involved in that process at all other than telling you about it? He said he partners with them. Okay. So I assume it's just the clients I bring in, Mm -hmm. I get a kickback kind of thing, Okay, but he didn't say. Now... Kelly is still having trouble setting his stuff up, and he thanks Stephanie for taking up some time. And she's like, yes, well, it's no problem. This is what happens when you're in direct contact with Source. You can speak for four minutes. <laughs> right, you kind of babble. But she says, your DNA is the front lines. Your DNA right now is like, what's going on with chemtrails? <laughs> so they're going to help us with that. Oh, should we explain what chemtrails are? I mean, regular listeners have heard us talk about them quite a few times. But yeah, yeah it's, you know, uh, planes in the sky that are malignantly leaving chemicals in the air. And when you see contrails that are left by planes, they're actually chemtrails. And these chemicals are leaching into the air that we breathe and poisoning all of us. There's no evidence that these exist. And it's one of those real red flags of like the source I'm looking at does not have the same concerns about credibility (laughs) that I have. Indeed. But this printout is going to look at your actionable genetics, what you can work with. And she says, you know, I haven't known Kelly very long, but he's an expert in CBD, the cannabinoid thing Mm -hmm. from um, marijuana. He's a naturopath and he cares about your health. Now he's pretty much set up and he gives this sort of apologetic like, well, it's as good as it'll ever be kind of intro. And so she says, okay, take it away, Kelly. He didn't hear her message about projecting total confidence. Good point. And I came to really wonder how these two ended up in the same room. Odd couple. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Kelly comes up and his first incredible opening is a joke. Okay. Here we go. Here it is. I was going to tell a joke, but you probably wouldn't get it anyway because- Fill in the punchline, COVID. So here's the joke I think he meant to tell. It's like COVID ruins everything, gets in the way, or everything, the answer is COVID. I think it's, I was going to tell a joke, but you probably wouldn't get it anyway, like COVID. Oh, yeah, he didn't do that right. It's a disease nobody gets, but everyone's afraid of. You won't get it anyway. Sure. I mean, that's still not funny, but it's. Agree, not funny, but way worse (laughs) when you tell it like this. I was going to tell a joke. But you probably wouldn't get it anyway because full on the punchline, COVID. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Crowd is warmed up. (laughs) I bet they probably just grabbed him off the stage and started hoisting them on their shoulders, (laughs) (laughs) passing him around. (laughs) We all formed a mosh pit. We were like, yeah, this is going to be fun. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. So. As mentioned, I'm going to help this guy through his talk by telling you about it. There is not a clear thesis statement, and I had to watch the video that we bought on DVD later and listen to my audio and read my notes. Yes. And go back through everything a few times to be like, oh, I get what he's saying. But he just wouldn't articulate it clearly before making all the points that make it up. Okay. It was quite difficult to follow. I will also end up, in the course of telling my story tell you things he emailed me because I had to email him for clarification a few times to make sure I wasn't totally misrepresenting what he was saying because they'd also fly by me. He'd say things that would just feel totally out of left field and be really big claims. And then I was like, okay, I don't want to have gotten that wrong, but oh, I was still running down the last thing you said. And uh, it was quite a journey. Wow. 
Okay, but I think this is the thesis statement he meant to convey. Okay. Okay. COVID is a government industry created bioweapon. Whoa. Yes. It hijacks our DNA. Okay. And it makes us into these new half-robotic species called Human 2.0 okay. that's based on Ray Kurzweil's philosophy. Whoa, pulling in Ray Kurzweil. Interesting. All right, I'm listening, Kelly. Yep. Convince me. So Ray Kurzweil, of course, is a transhumanist. Uh, a futurist, even uh, senior engineer at Google. Oh, is that right? I didn't yeah. I worked at Google. Okay. And later he would clarify to me, Kelly would, that the ultimate goal of this whole project is a one-world, all-encompassing government authority, which would have full control over its population through digital and AI means. Okay, I'm interested to hear the evidence for this, aside from, you know, private speculation. Sure. The central purpose of the COVID bioweapon appears to be to get you to get the vaccine. The vaccine is where all the gene editing happens that is necessary to turn you into human 2.0. But we have to get you to get COVID, or at least you'll get scared of COVID and go get the vaccine. Okay, so COVID is a weapon, but it's not the real payload. Yes, exactly. Okay. And the vaccines are far worse for most people than getting COVID itself, says Kelly. I don't agree with this, but I'm just saying that's what Kelly says. Then, not until the last note of his final email to me did he note this that would have been helpful. Quote, transhumanism definitely is seeking to make us into the next evolution of human, integrated with AI and the cloud and technology, with the ultimate promise of all-knowing superhuman capabilities and eternal life. So he's for transhumanism. Oh, no. He's against transhumanism. Okay, I was going to say, these don't add up, but now they add up. Okay. All right. This idea that we're trying to hack and evolve humans along our technological lines and take us away from our natural genome into something that's designed by these overlords. Yes. Whoever it may be. But for some reason, the overlords, who he calls the elite, they want the immortality for themselves while somehow condemning the rest of us to, and this is Kelly's quote, slavery and eventual oblivion. Oh, wow. So, I mean, this is like- That's bad. Hardcore conspiracy, like actual conspiracy with a capital C stuff. Yeah, that rhymes with P. (laughs) But but he didn't say all this in the talk. It would have been so much clearer if he He had just- didn't? No, not really. Okay. Uh, We'll we'll get there. But like, it would be a footnote. He'd tell me a bunch of data and like points about the vaccines, blah, 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 and then kind of toss off like, and we all know why that's happening. It's because there's a narrative underlying all of this that he just assumes everyone's sort of buying into. Yes, I think so. Okay. Well, I mean, big if true. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So he tells us his credentials. He says he's a traditional naturopath. I don't know what traditional means in this context. Oh, yeah. Is there like a new branch of naturopathy that he's like? Naturopathy. Oh, he's like, not me. I'm traditional. Okay. He says he has a couple certifications in natural health. He teaches cannabis class, and the cannabis class focuses on cancer and other similar conditions. Cannabis, again, being pot. And he has had amazing results with his cannabis class, especially with cancer remission, which he gets to happen in months. Whoa. Okay. Also big if true. Yeah. Lots of people who need your services. But he has his mindset on bigger things right now. Hmm. COVID. Okay. Okay. So, so many people at this conference think COVID isn't real. 
is just like a smokescreen for something else, right? right? Mm -hmm. He thinks COVID is real, and he's very clear about that. He says, okay, everybody in the world has been affected by COVID either directly or indirectly, and it's been overwhelming for all of us. It's still going on. It's still splitting families apart. People have lost loved ones in the hospital. It's about as serious as it gets. But at the same time, we have to remember it in the larger context of what we're looking at here. Okay. What's the larger okay. context? Yeah. Go yeah, ahead and that tell would us. Help. He does not. Oh. But this is his first hint of suggesting that this is all planned. So he says, an estimated half a billion people are pushed into poverty from COVID. And of course, it's almost all because of the lockdown policies. Mm, mm -hmm. And then he says, This happened, therefore it was planned to have happened the way that it did. And caused by the lockdowns. Post hoc ergo propter hoc. Right. As um, they say in Latin. Yes, sir. Modus tollens. <laughs> okay. And then he says, It's almost like it was planned that way. Almost. He says that facetiously. So <laughs> this will be a through line. He will walk around the thing he seems to want to say, mm -hmm. not technically say it. Okay. And then when I email him and say, were you saying X? He'll be like, I never said X. Wow. So he's very conscious of the fact that he's skirting around a forthright statement of what he's hoping will Maybe. live in suggestion. That's the vibe I get. Who knows? Not in, in his head, but. Implication. Okay. Okay, so about 13 minutes in, he finally mentions that COVID is a bioweapon. And that was the first time he had suggested that it was like created and a weapon and everything. So I'm writing notes. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Because you were just talking about how COVID's so dangerous. I was still thinking about the COVID I know and love. That's, yeah. just, you know, this <laughs> no terrible, yeah. this ter terrible pathogen that just happened. Right. But he says, no, it's a very sneaky, created virus bioweapon. So it is a virus. Okay. Now, do we get to find out who he thinks created it? Was it China's, the lab? Great question. Yes, mm -hmm. I question I asked him. Okay. And he tells us that this bioweapon is a super aging bioweapon. It ages everyone from five to 10 years if you catch it. Whoa. And it pushes chronic disease into its most acute form. Hmm. So he said it's like seeing stage four cancer without the tumors. Stage four cancer. Without the tumors. Interesting. I mean, I could see an argument for saying that it worsens pre-existing health conditions. Sure. Yeah. It yes. can turn something that was yes. livable into something deadly. Yes. Or true. something livable into something long-term and still livable but miserable. True. And he covers some of those conditions in a way that seems consistent with the truth. And then he also adds some things like some questionable diagnoses like chronic Lyme and oh yeah, I wonder I where get... he stands on like 5g sensitivity oh we'll get there oh cool yeah I don't right. uh, you know I don't want to make this about like the particular diseases he believes or doesn't believe in but like he was mostly hovering around areas that already raised like questions mm. about well how are you diagnosing that and what does mm -hmm. that mean and but yes 5g will absolutely come up so yeah some time like listening to him I realized like oh you're talking about like an enormous war on all of us that, like, yeah, the elite are carrying out. Okay. Apparently, the Great Reset is part of it. Have you heard of the Great Reset? Oh, I feel like I've heard that term. Okay, so... But I'd have a hard time defining it. The World Economic Forum, like, called their meeting a year ago or so, the Great Reset. It was okay. about, like, how is the world reset after COVID? The problem when you have any of these, like, 
big meetings. It's like no yep. matter what you call it, it sounds not good. Yeah. <laughs> like they need to just call it like meeting 25. Oh, but World. that they love oh, numbers right. like they that. They love numbers. Oh, you're right. Shoot. Linda Moulton Howe would blow her lid. Oh, my oh, God. You're right. Meeting 25. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> the, the March 4th, 2022 meeting. <laughs> <laughs> of the World Economic Forum. But I love it whenever they do have like an actual meeting that is documented that we can all see and read the minutes read the of. PDF, yeah. That somehow that is the secret thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. they're finally revealing what has been kept quiet. Right. And they're doing it all with one voice. We just need to read the lines and yet they wanted us to know what they were doing. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Oh, goodness. Yeah, so he thinks that this is all part of that and the transhumanists are involved as well. He says, this is a battle for all of humanity right now. So like I said, I had to email him to get like some clarifications Mm -hmm. on some of my questions. He was quite defensive. He had clearly like Googled us and Googled our show. Oh, okay. But he did eventually answer my questions. He assured me that he had looked me up and he said, I know you cover all kinds of wild claims and pseudoscience and the paranormal, but that's not me or what I'm about. And he said he's very concerned about broadcasting misinformation and he knows we are as well. So he's going to give, hey, I like give that. me We're the straight skinny. Great. S- starting from uh, shared priorities. I yep. like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Good conversational mm-hmm, tactic. Mm-hmm, well done, Kelly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll see where it goes. Okay. <laughs> so a number of things that I asked for clarification on, he just completely denied having said. At first, I'm thinking, okay, I got it wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm like looking for where I got it wrong. What made me think he was saying that when he clearly wasn't? And a lot of the time I'd go back and be like, nope, my interpretation is exactly how it sounds. Okay. Not always, but a lot of the time. So I'm going to tell you a few times how I wrote it down, how he corrected me, and then what his audio says. Okay. He said in the talk that people are reporting vaccine injuries after the COVID shot, but the real number of those is being suppressed. And he said, we are headed for a dark winter. Real serious imagery Winter is coming, yeah. He says, miscarriages and cancer are up 300% this year compared to a few years ago. There's over a 1,000% raise in neurological symptoms as well. And as a source for this, he referred us to Senator Ron Johnson. Uh Uh-oh. Do you know who this guy is? Yeah. Okay. So he has spread a bunch of COVID misinformation. Yeah, one of the... Most malign people on the Senate. Yeah. So his particular claims that he made about COVID and the COVID vaccine that Kelly is repeating here were checked by the Pointer Institute and none of them approach fact. But this is the danger of elected officials repeating stuff like this or generating stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. So on a quick look, it looks like the senator was relying on the VAERS database, which is the vaccine injury database. Mm -hmm. And just as a point of clarification for people who don't know, those are unvetted reports where someone got the vaccine and they interpreted something that happened to them thereafter as caused by the vaccine. Right. That's it. That's it. Somebody wrote an email. That's it. And it's one of those things where you say, okay, well... Great, that's fine. Let's be open and honest about what happened after you got your vaccine. But drawing causal arrows between the vaccine and that thing, that's very problematic. That's not quite how science works. You have to be more structured about it than that. And oh boy, does the conspiracy theory crowd love to run with the VAERS database and just point to it immediately as like, aha, this is proof that vaccines are causing harm. Right. Seems like the claim they're expecting is almost if you get a vaccine, nothing bad can happen to you. Right, right. Which no one is saying. 
I would also think that probably there are more reports of like basically everything in the VAERS database when a big vaccine is Oh, because people out. are just paying attention and yeah. oh right. And yeah, more the, the whole population is yeah. uh, as much of it as possible is getting shots. I bet you get an increase in false reports and I bet you get an increase in genuine reports and But he was using this through Senator Ron Johnson yes. to get numbers like a thousand fold increase. That's right. Okay. Now in case that's not enough for you, he also said that the VAERS reporting takes a long time to catch up, and he knows one guy who reported his dad's adverse event after the shot and didn't hear back for three months, and there's this big backlog, so the numbers are probably even higher. Okay. All right. So then he tells us that the COVID vaccine causes spontaneous abortion, and he said this is based on findings from Dr. Jessica Rose, and again, she is also basing her findings on VAERS. So I went and checked this. There is a JAMA research letter, a Journal of the American Medical Association, um, where they discussed this. They concluded there's no increased risk of spontaneous abortion for pregnant people who got the vaccine. Zero increase. Okay. But bad news for you, Ross. He says Pfizer is the worst of all the COVID vaccines. Oh, Many no. more injuries. Yeah, why have all these different ones if it's this unified plan of the elite Why have AstraZeneca and Sputnik and even new ones coming out still? Like, why do that? Have all the different flavors. Yeah, good point. Does he try to argue that it's actually the same thing and they're just pretending it's different? But he's saying Pfizer is more dangerous. Yeah. He seems to think that there's this big collaboration between all these big companies. So maybe it's just like they all agreed to make a weapon and some did it better. And presumably all the governments as well. You know what? Actually, this is a good argument for putting stock in Pfizer. They clearly did it best if the goal Mm. is to hurt us all. Yeah. Hey! Silver lining. Okay, so then he shows us the cover of Robert Kennedy Jr.'s anti-Fauci book. Okay. Up on his slideshow. He says, everybody get this. It blows the whistle. (laughs) And a few people behind me clap their hands. Woo! He says, give this book to Everyone, even the people you don't like. I mean, definitely the people you don't like. Give it to the people who got the vaccine. They need it. So we need the book. Okay, he explains that Fauci has controlled all the NIH fund money for decades. And he started with HIV and AIDS. And then Kelly says, if you don't know the story of that, read the book by Peter Duesberg. Because that was the precursor to what we're going through right now. And I couldn't remember that name, but I looked it up, and it's an AIDS denialist. Oh. He says that HIV doesn't cause AIDS. Okay. Cool. Wow, still playing that fiddle. And this particular guy, Peter Duesberg, like almost single-handedly is responsible for like an explosion of AIDS in South Africa. Wow, really? Yeah, because he persuaded the former president there not to offer HIV drugs. Oh, no. Yeah, so really cool. But again, this is another place where it's like he's not quite saying the thing, right? He's like, but you should... Just to read you the quote again, he started with HIV and AIDS. If you don't know the story of that, read the book by Peter Duesberg, because that was the precursor to what we're going through right now. Hmm. You know, so you really have to like know all this background. In what way? Like, yeah, to even get what he's saying. And then he has said it without saying it. Yeah, and it's frustrating because I feel like other people in the room don't need that drawn explicitly, that... That loose connection right. and suggestion is all that they really want. Sure, yeah. I very much felt it was it was disturbing to watch this talk on a number of levels. But one was that if I 
didn't know just enough to know what to look up, mm -hmm. it would be very easy to be bowled over and just be like, I don't know what just happened, but yeah, I know that it sounds really bad. A lot of figures and names and numbers. So, yeah. wow, this guy's done his research. Yeah. Okay. So then he mentioned ivermectin in passing. It seems like he's mentioning it in a positive way. Horse uh, dewormer. Yeah. Yeah. The deworming drug that. Or any creature deworming, but, you know, it's used on horses. So I couldn't tell if he was mentioning ivermectin in a positive way, but it seemed like it. Uh, this was one of my questions I emailed him about. And I said, you know, were you supporting its use for a COVID infection? I couldn't really tell. And he said yes. And he mm. noted that it did win a Nobel Prize, the discovery of ivermectin. But okay. of course, that was for another purpose. Its intended purpose. But he said it's been used to reduce many COVID cases. He didn't offer a source for that. And then he said, I personally know many people who have taken it and have recovered quickly from COVID effects. There you go. Personal anecdotes. Okay. Yep. And I'm sure there are people who have not taken ivermectin and had COVID <laughs> and then turned mm -hmm. out okay. Yeah, that's probably true. Hmm. That's probably true. Now he mentions Judy Mikovits. Oh, no. Yeah. The okay. Pandemically. Right. So... She also claims that COVID is this government-created bioweapon. Yeah, it's just we're getting to, like, real red flag territory. But again, he just sort of mentions her name and moves on. And it kind of feels like jargon, you know, like, mm. oh, I have to be in the in crowd to even get exactly what you're saying. But oh, okay. Okay, so he said, COVID causes other viruses to come back. Oh, weird. Okay, so right? something that had uh, gone into remission, let's say, is somehow now yeah. revived, like COVID comes in and says like, hey, buddies, I've disabled the defenses. Let's break out right. of jail. And maybe, I guess maybe the theory would be like your immunological system is dealing with the COVID and doesn't have enough bandwidth to deal with the other thing. Okay. He said people with Lyme type disorders have seen it. People with Epstein-Barr have it come back. Paints a really sorry picture. Yeah. This is where we get to 5G. So he's speaking really quickly, making points all over the map. Wasn't sure I was catching his full thought. This is what I write in my shorthand. COVID is airborne, which makes it a bioweapon. Can add it to 5G towers to disperse it. <laughs> so I look back at my notes and I'm like, okay, Carrie, you must have There's gotten no this way wrong. he said that. What on that. earth does this mean? So again, that's COVID is airborne, which makes it a bioweapon, can add it to 5G towers to disperse it. Meaning, okay, so either somehow you can turn a physical virus into an electromagnetic signal, uh -huh. or that there's just going to be like big spray hoses that they'll put up on a 5G tower. Or somehow you attach it to the 5G signal, maybe. Ah, okay, so that's I... That's not how anything works. So I email him to ask yeah. if I have this right. And if so, how do you attach a virus to a light wave? Yeah. And he writes, I never remotely suggested okay. that 5G towers could be dispersing COVID as an aerosol. So, okay. Yeah. I oh, go, I must have been confused. I got it wrong. I'm so sorry. I'll go back to the audio. I actually felt embarrassed. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I, you're right. That is crazy. I accuse <laughs> you of saying something insane. I'm so sorry. Okay. So here's the direct quote from the audio. Okay. COVID was leaked and spread rapidly because it was aerosolized. So what does that mean? So that means the virus is made airborne. It's basically a bioweapon. So that means you don't need to have any one location that you have a lab leak. This can be released anywhere, right? 
Conceivably, you could release it where they're having a 5G center go off, for instance. You could cause localized incidents. Very interesting. Yeah, so why mention 5G there? Right. Okay. Right. All right, Kelly. So it turns out he does believe COVID is an aerosol bioweapon and that it is just released near 5G centers, but not on them. That would be crazy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Because I guess 5G is located where population is located. That's maybe the most gracious way I can interpret that. That makes more sense than what he goes on to say. Why mention that? Why not just say gas stations, movie theaters? Right. Why 5G? But no, it's that's not the reason. They're coordinated attacks by the same people. So the COVID aerosol sprayers and the 5G people are the same people. So finally, he spelled this out. We were going back and forth via email and finally kind of explained it. It's that 5G weakens your immune system. Uh, So the people who are near the centers now will be more affected by the COVID and then they will go get the COVID vaccine. Okay, I think I've encountered this claim a few times. Yeah, I have too, but not usually in this very complicated way he said it Yeah, up. wow. Okay, so as for my question, how do they add a virus to a light wave, which, mm-hmm. you know, you would think he would be like, so anyway, obviously that doesn't matter. He said, could a virus be transmitted by light waves or frequency? Could be possible, but EMFs themselves do much more sustained damage over time. Hmm. I think he didn't realize that EMFs are light waves. Sure. But or he's just saying that maybe there is some way to attach them, but you don't need to because right. they can do damage on their own. Oh, right. But he was saying the 5G does damage on its own. Oh, forget it. I don't know. I'm not helping him. Okay. Uh, but so it's so convoluted. It's just that he is so willing to walk into this subject and make bold proclamations when he clearly doesn't know very much about it. Right. That's what's just so stunning and upsetting to me. It's like, just know your limitations. This isn't your specialty. Yeah, yeah. Stop making declarative statements about it. But don't worry. He keeps saying things like, might be. And maybe, oh, just, I don't know. Just asking what? questions, just yeah. throwing it out there. So at one point in his talk, he says that this attack on the people of the world might be a combination of COVID, the COVID vaccine, 5G, and chemtrails. So you're saying might it be. might not be as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm thinking of uh, Jim Carrey in, what was that movie where he was asking the woman if they might date? Like one in a million or something that he forces her to give him a number and he says, ah, so you're saying there is a chance. Yeah. Oh, is that from a Jim Carrey movie? I feel like that's a real old thing. I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay. Wait. Maybe it's one of those think, like feels old, but isn't like We've got to figure five. this out or we're going to get a million emails okay. about it. Okay. So, <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. I think there's, that's the line. A dumb and dumber. That's it. Okay. I actually. I actually did see that once. Okay. And I regretted it. Okay. <laughs> Moving on from this 5G thing. We're still talking about how COVID is really bad. Mad cow disease risk goes up, he says, if you've had the vaccine. Yes. Right. Yeah, it seriously weakens your immune response. Then he starts talking about this thing called Neuralink. Had you heard of Neuralink before? Mm-mm. Okay. Not that he explained it to us, but I'll explain it to you. <laughs> okay. So Neuralink is this technology, I think, was either developed out of SpaceX originally or is somehow backed by Elon Musk in some way. But it's this technology that would implant a receptor into the brains of people with a paralyzed limb and then helps them speak to the limb. Cool. Yeah. 
pretty neat. But that sounds like transhumanism so bad. (laughs) Right. So it does require a brain implant in order to work. And Kelly suspects there's something more nefarious going on with these plants. Of course. So... Back to my notes, uh, I had written that Neuralink would be available in 2022 for implanting in people's brains to make us immortal. And I wanted to make sure I had this right because it sounds not true. So I emailed him to make sure I understood. And he emphatically denied that summary. He says, I never stated that it would be available by 2022 to be implanted in humans for purposes such as, quote, making us immortal. I conjectured that at some future point, Neuralink will be promoted for implanting in people with the promise of the ability to seamlessly access the cloud and interact with the internet. And I made clear that I believe that it will be promoted as something that can give people instant knowledge such as Neo in the Matrix and other superhuman powers. Ooh, I can learn Kung Fu finally. What I think is extraordinary about this is that my summary seems to have offended him. Yeah. Then he explained, no, no, I meant something equally nuts. <laughs> but also I went- And how dare you <laughs> suggest it was the other nuts thing. But I went back to the audio and mm-hmm. uh, here's what he said. Neuralink. They're going to put that in our brain. They're going to put that in before the end of this year. Whoa. They say they will have paralyzed people walking with the Neuralink. And once they do that, there's going to be a huge marketing campaign. Sign up to get your Neuralink. You're going to live forever, folks. We'll take good care of you. (laughs) And then he says in a sarcastic voice, yeah, they've done such a good job at that, haven't they? So at least he's being sarcastic about living forever. That's just the slogan for the marketing. Oh, right. But yeah, but by all the I end said of the was year, that they were going to try to implant it in order for us to live together. That was their aim or yeah. their pitch. But okay. he never said something like that. Mm-hmm. He did say something like that. Okay, so now he starts talking about memories. He sweeps past this confusing note about COVID vaccines implanting memories in us. I presume false memories. Wow, memories somehow being carried. How does that work? In a virus. No, the vaccine. Oh, in the vaccine. Okay. So if you made the virus, you couldn't encode everything that you needed for your dastardly deeds in the virus itself? No. You needed to have the vaccine as a chaser? I think so. I think because the vaccine is more dense. Like the aerosol thing can only carry so much information, but... I wonder why he thinks that they're having us get boosters. Is it because, like, we didn't roll it out well enough the first time? Like, why get a second dose if you've already got somebody? Great question. Okay. Just trying to figure out what's going on in this head. (laughs) I know. Okay. So, presumably, these are false memories and some planting, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Here's what I write. COVID vaccine erases our memories. Not remembering exactly how I arrived there. I email him. I say... Hey, you mentioned that COVID vaccines erase and implant memories. How? So he replies with this long explanation of how that would be done, but then denied ever saying it in the first place. So he gives this long like paragraph and then says, but I never stated that the vaccines are doing this per se, just that the capability exists. (laughs) 
It's like uh, the Tony Alamo ministries when they tried to say like, oh, he never abused any young girls. But also, young girls are remarkably advanced and it's okay for them to seek the company of older men. It's like, well, wait a second. Are you saying that he didn't do it or that he did do it or that he didn't, but it's okay if he did? I was never at that restaurant with that woman and she's my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, all right, well, pick one. Pick your excuse. Yeah. Okay, so here's the actual audio. All right. Dr. Maidish has talked about how the lipid nanoparticles can carry nanobots. They predicted this. It's been used for the DARKA Clarity Project. I don't know this for sure, but we have ideas of that it can actually access thoughts and send thoughts with this technology and also insert cells and program DNA and memories, create and erase memories. Okay, and this is the same liquid nanoparticles that are in these wonderful little shots. Very interesting. Wow. Okay, sounds like he's making that connection there. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he might have had his memory erased. <laughs> also to say, I don't fault him, of course, for like saying he's not sure. That's that's good. Uh-huh. But he's like, it seems disingenuous to like string together all these implications and like, am I saying that? I don't know. For a full hour and then be like, I didn't say any of that. It's so irresponsible. It's this winking, you know, like, oh, well, technically, you yeah. know, I can create a little out for myself. He's done all the damage. Yeah, right. Because and the, I'm going to do it to this one woman who emailed me. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I have plausible deniability for someone who calls me on Mm -hmm. the clear message and implication I'm giving everyone else. It's dishonest. Yeah, it certainly feels that way. Okay, so briefly he talked about Omicron, and he actually said Omicron is less severe. He just acknowledged that, but he still thinks it was made in a lab because it contains mouse DNA. Can't wait to find out where this lab is. (laughs) You know, Omicron does appear to have gone from humans to mice back to humans. Oh, interesting. I've read things to that account. I don't know if it's up to date. But so now I'm thinking like, okay, wait, so... These people want to kill us. Why are they making a version of COVID that's less deadly than the one they were already dispersing? What for? Well, I mean, to be fair, Omicron was less deadly, but it was more transmissible. And so it ended up killing more people. Oh, okay. 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 Then I'd also be curious to know why then create this disease to kill people. Is the goal to kill people or is the goal to transform people right okay so don't ask me how this works but according to his email it is to do both the elite will become immortal and you and i assuming we're not elite which who knows we get obliterated oh i hope i'm elite then yeah me too well actually i bet he'd accuse us of being elite i bet we're media elites Mm mm-hmm we're saying well, we're not. saying the things they want us to say. So at best, we're a tool? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're like a shill or whatever. Yeah, either paid shills or just, you know, mindless. Yeah, uh, sheeps. Right. Sheep shills. <laughs> Shill your sheep. She shills. Sheep <laughs> pills by the Excuse me. 5G store. <laughs> okay, so if you want to prevent COVID, here are your top tips from Kelly Brown. Okay, cool. Take zinc and vitamin D. Hmm. He shows us a slide with a bunch of other vitamins, too. Vitamin D is not a bad one to take. Zinc, uh, you can overdo it. Oh, sure. It's good when you have a cold. Yeah, yeah. That's like one of the few things that helps when you have a cold. And it's certainly not a bad idea if you 
tend to be low on zinc. Mm -hmm. He also then showed us a slide with just a bunch of other vitamins and supplements we should take. I think most of which he sells at booth uh, 89, something like that. Oh, right next door to Dr. Nick. Oh, could be, could be. Convenient. Yeah. I'll tell you what you should do after COVID in a second, but first, uh, you want to follow me to the billing department? Let's go. Speaking of selling things, Ross, this episode is brought to you in part by a little game known as Best Fiends. Best Fiends? I enjoy playing Best Fiends. Oh, yeah? And guess what? It won't cure COVID. Oh, they're just open about that. But mm, they're kind of the ivermectin of games because you get rid of a bunch of worms. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, the slugs, at least. They have to go. Also, it is free to download. Oh, yeah? There are in-game purchases, but you don't have to pay to get it on your phone. And guess what? You can Mm. get it on your Apple phone, your Mm. Android phone, Mm. almost any phone that starts with an A. Nope. Oh. Doesn't Mm. start with an A. What if I use my landline to call you, and then I just ask you to kill certain bugs on your phone? That would be a weird way to play, but I'm sure we could work that out. We could do it. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. But you've heard me talk about Best Fiends. It's one of my constant companions. And uh, Just oh. a little casual gameplay. Yeah, just opened it up. I got to get my daily gift delivery. It says, tap me. Ooh. What did I get? Oh, I just got a little uh, spray can. That'll help me out the next level I play. You get these little bonuses that will, in this case, the spray can does great damage to the slug. So oh, okay. that helps you out. Gets nice. you a little okay. advance there. And people have sent me gifts. That's nice. I get to collect my gifts. But yeah, it's very colorful. You collect bugs. Or your fiends, and they help you as you solve these puzzle levels. Hmm. And it's very fun, very interactive, and I'm totally into it. My current level is 2,829. That is such a high level. Yeah. I, I'm getting closer to 3,000. It's going to happen. Nice. Yeah, it, you know, it's a mobile puzzle game that anyone can download and play. Maybe you just have a few minutes. Maybe you have a few hours. Maybe you have a few weeks. Maybe you have a few months. No matter what you got, Best Fiends is the perfect puzzle game to lose yourself in because you're having so much fun. I love the idea of someone with a few months like... <laughs> What should I do till July? Yeah, I've got April through June. Just nothing's going on. (laughs) Just I'm just gonna play Best Fiends. It's like in Lady and the Tramp when the calendar pages keep falling off. But Uh in this case, it's just a person being like, I guess I'm playing Best Fiends again. (laughs) And there's new characters and challenging puzzles added all the time, plus tons of fun events where you can win huge rewards. That's right. And there are thousands of levels. Yep. And you can play as long as you want and never get bored. Never. If you get bored, write to them and complain because I said never. <laughs> or you can write Carrie and she'll write you an angry email back and be like, I never said never. I never said that. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> Please don't spread misinformation. So you can download Best Fiends free today on the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. But this episode is also brought to you in part by Third Love. Yay, Third Love. Yay. It's a lovely brassiere company. I love their t-shirt bras. I might wear one of their bras 
to my wedding. Whoa. Maybe. Now that's the highest compliment. Yes, it is. But now I'm remembering that I think my dress has a built-in bra. But maybe I'll bring it just because I like it so much. Yeah. I'll just hang it on the door. It's coming on the honeymoon. <laughs> yes. Actually, that I'm sure is true. My wife recently got a new third love bra and some sleepwear as well. And yeah. uh, she wears that all the time. And she really loves the bra as well. She says it's super comfortable. Yeah, they have really comfortable bras. And it looks I really nice. mean it. And they're lightweight. They look nice, pretty designs. Yeah. And a lot of people love their classic t-shirt bra. I know I do. It is their number one bra for a reason. It has unparalleled comfort. Don't try to stand something with equal comfort exactly right next to it because it won't be parallel. And every unique detail in its fit, style, function, and design are just incomparable. And when I hear t-shirt bra, I'm picturing a bra that just works really well under a t-shirt. That's right. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it wouldn't be a third love ad without me talking up their straps. Hello, oh, yeah. people. The no-slip straps? Yes. It's are a big you, deal. It's a good like deal. Are you like me? Do your shoulders want to meet Satan down in hell? They're pulling down so hard on your back. That Don't was a worry. great sentence. A real journey. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Don't worry, even though you have slumpy, dumpy shoulders, <laughs> these straps will stay up there because they are accordion straps. <laughs> yes, they should be. <laughs> Third Love does comfort, so you can do you. Their bras, underwear, activewear, and feel good in it all day wear are designed to hug better, hold stronger, and support longer. I wonder if the hug angel uses Third Love. She should. Did you know your bra size can change six plus times in your lifetime? Yes, six plus. The fitting room quiz is like a personal shopper, but better. It focuses on size, breast shape, current fit issues, and your personal style to find bras that are perfect for you. But feeling can be believing. And so give your boobs the 24-7 comfort and support they deserve. Upgrade your bra today and get 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash oh no. Nice. That's 20% off at thirdlove.com slash oh no. You'll be saying oh yeah. Okay, so let's say you've had COVID. What do you do next? Well, I don't call this guy. <laughs> but I'm going to say he has I mean, advice for me. You, so you might call this guy. Oh, fair. You know what? Fair. Yeah. All right. I'd call this guy. Okay. So let's say I got COVID. Now yes. what do I do? Shoot. I'm part of the plan. Mm -hmm. The elites have gotten me. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get that out of me. Yeah. Something that can go inside and find every pesky little particle of COVID and zap it. Yeah. Oh, that would be great. Well, even if it was a light infection, the first thing you need is a D-dimer test. Have you heard of these? No. I've okay. heard of Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> okay, yeah, really different. So different. Whoo, boy. Okay, D-dimer. Yes. Okay, so even if it was a light infection, your DNA might still be affected. Hmm. So no matter what scale this was on, you need a D-dimer test. It's a test that detects dissolved blood clots by looking for the level of this naturally occurring agent that breaks down your clots. So this is a real test, like okay. you read about at Mayo Clinic. A high D-dimer score equals more blood clots and can be suggestive of a blood clot issue or recent clots. So he was saying COVID can cause blood clots, so this D-dimer test will at least tell you if you've had blood clots recently, and I think he was jumping from there to 
some conclusion about how bad your COVID affected your body. Okay, so essentially he's saying after you've had COVID, let's assess the damage. Yeah, and he said somehow this is even worse with the jab, which I assume is the COVID vaccine. He said because you're getting a much higher concentration. Concentration of what? We don't know. Sure. Doesn't say, but it's a higher concentration of something. Something probably bad. Okay, so whether you got COVID or you got the jab, as he puts it, there are a bunch of vitamins and supplements you need to take after this. He shows us a screen of them. There's tons. Couldn't possibly write them all down. Geez, all at once? Oh, good question. I don't know. I'm currently taking a lot of pills and I just, I hate it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. That's rough. Well, the two that he mentioned that were extremely important, do you want to guess? He actually said we should start taking them proactively, even if we haven't had the jab or had COVID. Okay, so he already recommended zinc and vitamin D. This is post getting COVID. Magnesium. Okay, that's not one of them. Do you want to guess a second? Yeah. Out of two? Yeah, I do. I'm going to say B12. Here, Okay, here's one hint. You've never taken it. Oh, because it's for women's bodies? Okay. Shaking my head. I've never taken it. Yeah, you, Ross, have never taken it. Well, ivermectin, we've talked about that. No, I've taken it. You know that I've never taken the substance. Mushrooms? No. Oh, we're getting closer. Yeah? Okay, maybe. Oh, marijuana? Yes. Okay. CBD and THC, which is the active ingredient, the thing that makes you stoned in pot. Like, okay, take your marijuana and separate it out. I mean, he's saying smoke pot. He's absolutely (laughs) saying just smoke more pot, everybody. Have you had... Oh, wow. Okay, so have you had maybe troubles breathing? Let's smoke pot. (laughs) Yeah, maybe have an edible. But we should all start taking that proactively. We should also all be doing Wim Hof breathing. Hey, okay. Yeah. A little shout out to our old buddy Wim Hof. <laughs> Saunas, light therapy. And the other way to protect yourself is to test your DNA with Kelly Brown. Oh, good. I was waiting for his patented solution. Yes. So he partners with a company that customizes supplements for you based on your DNA with high quality superfoods. There's so many people providing the same kind of slapped on service. Yeah, right? There's just room for all comers, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot lately of like, give us your spit and we do this. And mm-hmm. also, in this community, there's so much fear around companies like 23andMe. Why can I give this guy my spit? Right. Because, well, you trust him. It's all about trust issues. Yeah, that's true. It's all tribal. Okay. So, also, after this talk, he gives us some instructions on what we should do now that we are all energized and pumped about taking on this war against humanity. Yeah. Wow. War. Yeah. So, after this talk, we need to find community, seek others to join us. Develop our spirituality. Okay. Pray. Then he said something that caught me off guard because it really made me believe that he was earnest Hmm. because it's something you and I would absolutely say. He said, find the people in the middle. They are the ones who need us to be measured, be calm, be cool, show them the science. They are victims of this and they need us. Wow. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absent of the context we've just heard, that's <laughs> yes. like generally good strategy. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of gave me a little bit of shivers, you know? Yeah. Um, that you really feel like you are helping people with this advice. Yeah. I think you mean it. And it just happens to help your bottom line. I mean, to be fair, like doctors go into their work and blah, 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 blah. Sometimes we 
you know, make money off a thing we believe in. But sure. The thing is, though, you also have an obligation to check in with the science and see if you're selling a real thing. Yeah. Okay, the other thing we should all be doing is fighting back. Okay, so he says we need to go after the people who caused this so it never happens again. Okay, who are the people? Oh, I'm sure we'll find out. He goes on. I'm sure they're not just shadowy figures. I'm sure he's got names, (laughs) addresses. We'll see. And then he says, ladies and gentlemen, we need to be bold. We need to realize what we're up against and we need to fight. Okay, okay, yeah. And this reminded me of earlier. Who are we fighting? I'm ready to fight. Oh, yeah, I'm sure we're we're, we're rolling right in on it. This also (laughs) reminds reminded me of earlier when he said that he could mention who's behind all of this but we all have inner knowing about who's behind all this oh come on (laughs) name names he wouldn't tell us what his inner knowing was it is a cop-out but also it's so it's so irresponsible you're telling people to fight that they are in a war mm-hmm. and they should pick up their arms and fight. Yes. And you won't tell me who the enemy Militaristic is? Militaristic language up the wazoo. Oh, and into it, who you're fighting. Yeah. That's so, so you weak. Might, it's so weak. And what if you motivate someone to attack the wrong people? I mean, they shouldn't be attacking anybody. But like you are sending, you're just like dispersing an army into the world without any direction. Yeah. That's not good. Yeah, it's just targetless, except for when they pick on certain figures like Anthony Fauci. Or yeah, which is also bad. Bill Gates or George Soros. Yep. So I email him. I ask him this. I say like. Name names. <laughs> yeah, I said, you know, you were talking about inner knowing. And I'll be honest with you. I don't have an inner knowing about this. Yeah. So what does yours say? Can you make yours outer? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me what you're intuiting here? So he replies. He says, I really didn't have time to go through all of who this is or could be behind COVID. Oddly, that line kind of spontaneously came to me at the time. Cool. I really think at a subconscious level that people know, but they're distracted by the media and are confused by persuasive brainwashing techniques. Here's your chance to tell me. Yeah. Okay. Let's clear this up, So, Kelly. Here it is. I believe it's a combination of bad actors. The medical slash government slash think tank establishment Represented by the government health agencies, NIH, FDA, CDC, Johns Hopkins, comma, Gates Foundation, comma, Big Pharma, comma, the International Foundations, WHO, WEF, George Soros, comma, and the Chinese Communist Party, although each has its own agenda. Okay, well, at it's- least that's kind of a list, but still it's... Even that, naming those organizations, that's still so amorphous and nonspecific. Like what, every person who works for them, like even the... The secretaries. Exactly. We're talking the janitors. like hundreds of thousands of people here. Like, are they vetted in their interview process? Hey, did you want to- Are you okay with killing everybody? Yeah, do you want to overthrow the world? Are you okay with all of this Satanism stuff? You cool with all the people in robes mm-hmm. around us right That's now? That's fine. You're good? Okay. <laughs> like, what does he think actually happens when they recruit people? I don't know. Surely I their know. motivations aren't also positive? Yeah, so good luck fighting that, everybody. <laughs> 
I mean, <sighs> wow, am I supposed to pick up my bayonet and target? Yeah, this long list NIH, of organizations. NIH, FDA, CDC, Johns Hopkins, Gates Foundation, Big Pharma, the International Foundation, WHO, WEF, George Soros, and the Chinese Communist Party. And what form does your bayonet take? Like, are we bombing these people? Right. Uh, is this a right. call to violence using this military have, language? Yeah, and probably not. I'm sure his answer would be no. But like, yeah, you're not but being why, specific enough why say to deter Taking up arms then. Don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. But don't worry, Ross. Okay. In this battle. I was going to worry, but I'll stop. (laughs) You don't need to because in this battle, there are reinforcements. Okay. He puts up a slide with a drawing of angels. Cool. Okay. (laughs) Well, then why do any of this? What a good question. Why do any of this? Okay. Don't worry. Stephanie is back up. To draw it all together. I was going to say, the angels aren't doing a great job because a lot of us Uh have gotten the vaccine. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of people have died. Yeah. Okay. So everybody's wooing for him. One woman shouted out, like, praise God or praise the Lord or something. Oh, wow. So this is getting a real, like, acclaim. Yes. Stephanie comes back up. You know, the The hugging angel. angel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm thinking of the hugging saint. The hug angel. Yeah. Hug angel. Oh, they should get together. Totally. I wonder what they do. (laughs) They're like, I don't know, we don't have anything in common. Wait, I'm still trying to picture this Kelly guy. Every time you mention him writing you an email, like I drift between him being on the couch and him being like at a desk. But what does he look like? Okay, yeah, he's a white guy, brown, almost black hair. Um, It's like late 30s. I would think a little bit older than that. Okay. Yeah, maybe 40s. Very serious look, you know? Okay. Looks like he's really thinking hard about something all the time. Uh, <laughs> and I think pretty average height. All I'm right. going to put him smack dab at like 5'8". What's he wearing? I don't remember. I'm so sorry. Fair enough. I failed you. Out of the Conscious Life Expo, it could be anything. God, really? Okay, so Stephanie gets back up, the hug angel, mm-hmm. and she says... That there are forces of light all over this room and she can see them. She's a guardian for humanity and she wants us all to make sure we know who we are. We are all eternal beings and we are here to rage against this machine. And she points at the PowerPoint. Oh, okay. This machine. Is there a picture on the PowerPoint of um, oh, good G- question. George Soros? I don't or think so. I think she was generally pointing at the talk, which the was the projector now. that yeah. was. Yeah. Sharing the presentation. Yeah, not the physical machine. This machine. This overhead projector is a piece of shit, and this is how I'm going to say it. I love the thought of just the whole meeting breaking into chaos as everybody lunges at this projector. And just Finally, they named the enemy. Smashes it on the ground. It's this PowerPoint projector. I feel like that's where we're headed. But. Okay, rage against this machine. Actually, wait. Hang on. I found a loophole. We found it together. Okay. We just tell them all like, no, you guys. Actually, George Soros, Bill Gates, Anthony Fauci, they already transformed into machines. Mm. And they're all at your local Goodwill. So just buy a printer and beat that up. And you've taken care of the problem. (laughs) Okay. A little rage room therapy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So she has us do a prayer where she has us only allow for a positive reality. She visualizes a halo around us, and she explains that when she's in her halo, all the things that we think we're afraid of don't even exist in her reality. So now I'm thinking, is she just telling me to ignore COVID? Like everyone Mm. else at this conference except Kelly Brown? I'm still hung up on when she's in her halo, 
I feel like I hear that kind of <laughs> phrasing all the time. I picture a halo that's more like a hula hoop. Oh, a hula. Yeah, there it you just go. kind of floats around halo your midsection. Hoop. Halo yeah, hoop. If it's floating over your head, you're not in your halo. A halo hoop. We should market that. I feel like Kimberly Meredith uses similar language, like being in your and things that mm. you would never be in. Mm-hmm. But okay, anyways. Oh, yeah, like I'm in my blinking. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm in my faith. I'm in my wisdom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? So she says, when we give our power away, waiting for someone else, know instead that you are powerful. We just need to figure out how to unlock from the matrix, not wait for Trump or Jesus or God. Wow. Okay. So it's interesting, though. Like, there are a few people who you can tell they kind of, it seems, they came out of like a QAnon Trump starting place yeah that she would mention those yeah then they realize like oh that's not gonna happen oh i knew it was never gonna happen uh uh yeah you shouldn't wait for trump to rescue you he's just a signpost yeah Uh, yeah yeah. uh, all of the q predictions Uh, you know he was president all those years and we never had the public executions huh weird yep well i'm all for any message telling people to move on from trump yeah okay yep but we're gonna come back to q cool All right, so she also tells us to hug people. She says it's an act of defiance right now. Mm, I see. She's again talking about COVID not being dangerous would seem to be the implication there. Yeah. And she says she can see into a lot of different dimensions, and she can tell you right now you just need to manifest as if you are speaking from a place where COVID is already over. So say it out loud. Say, COVID is over, and it will be. So COVID is over if you want it. Yeah. All right. But how on earth does this gel with the talk we just heard? Bioweapons. Yeah. Aerosols. Vaccines. They're trying to give me cancer. They're ending my telomeres. They're giving (laughs) me mad cow disease. Oh, but just don't believe in it. Do you get any sense of that disparity that Kelly looks at all concerned? (sighs) He didn't in the moment, but I did ask him in my email. Yeah. So when she's wrapping up, she's like, well, anyway, go see us at Booth 94 together. So they like came together. They have these incredibly different views. Are they hugging? (laughs) Maybe. And then she also says that she recommends us doing the service that Kelly was trying to sell us at the end there. She says that she took his vitamins and she felt less lethargy, more energy, and that proved it to her. Those are her only vitamins. She loves them. So then this one woman in the crowd, she raises her hand to helpfully be like, I don't have a question. I just have a statement. I also take Kelly's vitamins, and I've been doing it for a year. It's been going great. I wasn't paid to say this. (laughs) No other company has put this together at this level. They get your genes, and then they give you your supplements based on your genes. It's a customized solution. And then Kelly, who's been like wrapping up his cords, shouts out, probably everyone in this room's protection has been reduced, even if you haven't gotten the jab. And then he ups the ante and says, there's a study of a man who basically went from stage one to stage four cancer in a matter of weeks after being jabbed. Wow. Okay. So we're just like still getting it. He's like wrapping up his shit. And I'm like, are you going to drop another mom or should I go or (laughs) what's happening? But the base message is there is nobody who should not be buying my vitamins. Right. That's right. Okay. Okay. So afterward, I'm reading over my notes. I'm quite confused about a number of things. I think I've gotten them wrong. So I email him for several points of clarification, hence all those exchanges. Mm -hmm. And one big question I had for him was like, how on earth did you end up 
at Conscious Life Expo. Yeah. Like, your attitude toward COVID is so different from pretty much everyone else there. They all treat it as no big deal, including Stephanie, the woman at the end who shared a booth with you. Like, how did this happen, Kelly? Right. So here's his reply. I believe COVID is real, but much of the response with lockdowns and policies were dramatically manipulated all out of proportion to the real threat. Many of these same futurists are in favor of depopulation programs and have ties to eugenics, such as Bill Gates. But he added Stephanie for balance. For balance. Okay. You know when you need to, like, warn everybody about a holocaust? And then you're like, but here's someone else for balance who says there isn't one. (laughs) I feel like we need to bring Stephanie for balance. (laughs) To this show? Yeah. She should just be the third host. Yeah. (laughs) It's like on The View when like one of the like really conspiracy theory hosts starts talking and all the other like five people have to be like, I guess we're doing this now. (laughs) Gotta rein her in. Now about Q. So how does Q sneak in? Is that through email? Q sneaks in. Or was Q at the the meeting? Q. How I breathe the lead. I was sitting next to Q. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my God. I just want to start telling people I'm Q. Uh. Just be like, that was me. Yeah. You wanted to know. It was me. How can they prove you weren't? Yeah. So while he's flipping through these slides, he would go by various videos by various conspiracy theorists and be like, oh, you got to go watch that later. But then wouldn't really tell us what was in it, tell us much about it. So I emailed him afterward and asked him for his slides. Yeah. And one was a video that he was like, you guys got to watch this. You got to watch it. You got to watch it. And it was... Like a heavy, heavy, heavy Q person talking about Q and Jesus and the end of the world. I mean, it was like as QAnon as it gets. So I asked him, like, do you share those views? You know, the like sort of the general views of the QAnon movement. Yeah. And he said, I've studied the Q movement and I find it fascinating. I'm not a Q cultist, if that's what you're asking. I'm not sure who exactly was behind Q, but they did reveal knowledge about child and female sex trafficking, which has been covered up for too long, and also that big medicine is suppressing treatments that could end many diseases to enhance its profit power and a larger agenda. However, leave it to crazy humans to make a cult out of an online message board that just used the Socratic method to reveal some interesting esoteric truths. I would say that many involved are genuinely in search of the truth. Wow. He's good at saying a lot without saying very much. Yeah. So the answer is like, yes, I agree with with most of it, not all of it. Right. That's how that sounds to me. But I won't commit myself to many specifics. Um, That's interesting, though. He provides some categories, which are very generous uh, interpretations interpretations of the Q message. Yeah. Finally, he also addressed what his religious beliefs were, because as I was asking about Q, I also said, like, you know, and a lot of that is very fundamental Christian. Those your views. And he said, the specific mention I made of a war on spirituality by the elites and their attempt to kill the concept of a soul and the use of medicine to achieve this was predicted by Rudolf Steiner Oh yeah, over 100 years ago. And he specifically mentioned that a vaccine would be developed for this purpose. Theosophy guy. Yeah, the theosophist. And then Kelly went on to say, like, yes, I am a Christian, but like... 
kind of that's irrelevant here. Okay. Mm, fair, I guess. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting because I was looking into this Rudolf Steiner character, and you're right, Theosophy, he's also connected to this church called the Christian Community hmm. that specifically do not proselytize. They're actually told not to proselytize. So I wonder if he might be a part of that. Rudolf Steiner also has one of those dour faces that looks like he's oh, just been yeah. told bad okay. news. Yep. Not a happy guy, why'd is he? You, why'd you tell me that, Curry? <laughs> Actually, looks kind of like sad William H. Macy. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that was my adventure with Kelly Brown. That sounds pretty draining. Yeah. Just in terms of like attention and follow up and just the yeah the message itself. And then repeatedly getting like, no, you got me completely wrong. Oh, okay. Going back. All right. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I faithfully recorded what you said. Yeah. In most cases. So anyway, I hope he's well. I hope he's selling lots of supplements, mostly to the hug angel. (laughs) Okay. Another character at the Conscious Life Expo. And did you get any sense that he'd been there before? No. And he did say that Stephanie, the hug angel, had had much more experience at the Conscious Life Expo than he. Okay. Which, I don't know, I guess I took to mean this was his first time, but maybe Good reason to bring her on for balance and experience. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when your message is everything around us is terrifying, it's good to have someone who's like, ignore that. All right, nice that you got to follow up with him, have a little bit of conversation. And even though he knew you were part of the corrupt media, uh-huh. <laughs> he, he was willing to... Yeah, he engaged. At least engage. yeah, that's he, something for he sure. He engaged and he told me the reasons he thought, the things he thought most of the time. About mm-hmm. 70% of the time, I'd say he coughed up the source. I bet he thinks he's 80% less evasive than he actually is. I think that's probably right. I got that number from the VAERS database. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Carrie. That was fun. You're welcome. Fun? I don't know if that's the right word, but I I had a good time. Good. That's what we do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, next will be some more fun stuff. Yeah. We'll be revisiting a character that you've heard us talk about at two different conferences. Mm -hmm. So we'll be excited to tell you about this person at this conference. Yes. How will we do it? (laughs) Well, that's it for our show. Our theme music is by Brian Keith Dalton. This episode was edited by Victor Figueroa. Our administrative manager is Ian Kramer. You can support this and all our investigations by going to MaximumFun.org forward slash join. J-O-I-N. Yes, thank you. And we don't get big money bucks from Bill Gates or Mm -mm. George Soros, Mm -mm. but we do from the support of our wonderful listeners. Thank you. Small money bucks. Yeah. Yeah. But but they add up and we appreciate it. Definitely. And it makes this possible. Yeah. Because supplements don't come cheap. You can also support us by leaving a positive review Mm -hmm. wherever you found us, Mm -hmm. telling a friend, Mm -hmm. buying books at bookshop.org slash shop slash oh no. Or taking seeds, spreading them out in your garden, spelling out the word on rack, watering the seeds, letting them bloom into flowers, Mm -hmm. waiting one to two years, and then taking a picture from your balcony. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have mad respect for anyone who actually goes through with all that. (laughs) Me too. Also, I will have forgotten by then, and you'll send me a picture, and I'll be like, what the devil is this? I did it. I devoted the last two years of my life to something you said and have completely forgotten. (laughs) Please do it. And remember. But if you're exposed to this, 5G, and we've talked, people have talked a lot about 5G and what's going on with 5G. Is this a 5G thing? Well, maybe it's a combination. Maybe it's chemtrails as well. 
you know, there could be a combination of all three factors. That has been talked about before. Um, so this could be described as a kind of binary uh, weapon system. So the vaccines weaken your system, then you're hit by 5G, okay? Um, and we can go into all ramifications of why that's happening or who's behind that. Um, we all have a grasping of that and a knowledge and a deeper knowledge. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say Bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week for My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Are you ready to binge-watch something... Old? The Greatest Generation is a podcast about Star Trek by a couple of hosts a little bit embarrassed to even have a Star Trek podcast. Hosted by me, Ben Harrison. And me, Adam Pranica. We get into the critical, the technical, the science fictional aspects of the show we love while roasting it and each other at the same time. We've completed an entire series about Star Trek The Next Generation and another one about Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and we've just begun Star Trek Voyager. So now is a great time to start watching a new Star Trek series with us. So subscribe to The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts and become a friend of DeSoto today. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.